a better future podcast building a better future one change at a time uh, welcome back to another episode of a better future that's episode two we're really excited to be here again uh, my name's Corin Goodall and uh, I'm here to be the kind of realist the person who's just you know, a normal everyday person at home and I'm Sasha Laws um, the campaigner and I'm Jason Light, the professional. A Better Future podcast, moment of the week. So, what's been going on since uh, the last podcast? What have you been up to? What's been your sort of moment to talk about this week? Um, well, in in the plastic uh, in the plastic space, it's mm-hmm. been very busy. We've literally hit the ground running. We're a small team anyway, so things have been very busy. But we're doing presentations at companies. Um, we've met an incredible um, team of uh, ex-Marines who want to oh, wow. um, fundraise for us. Oh, and great. they're going to row from uh, New York to London, wow. which is an insane challenge. Um, but they're completely up for it. Um, and they're also, that's happening in 2020, but they're doing a series of challenges before that, which in, even in their own right are pretty pretty crazy yeah um you know like swimming 48 hours around the lake district you okay know? like you do because like yeah. you do yeah tell me they're going to do that at the end of summer <laughs> <laughs> i hope so but um yeah but we're the team are going to get um the plastic oceans team are going to get involved as well yeah. um to support them so it looks like i'm going to be doing the three peak challenge in july nice. um my mind has just said i'm doing it so my body's just going to have to catch up um, but yeah, really inspirational group of guys and incredibly passionate, passionate about um, raising awareness of uh, plastic pollution. Oh, so great. it's going to be an exciting, yes, exciting year, year and a bit. Yeah. Oh, What's kind of them. got them in, interested in that? What sparked their interest? So they were saying um, that so they're, they're, they're fundraising for two charities. So the Royal Marines um, charity and, and Plastic Oceans UK. Um, but they were saying um, that they wanted a, a cause to raise money for. Yeah. Um, and they were, they've all got kids and they were sort of looking um, to something to do with the environment and where plastic is so topical. Um, you know, they, they, if they thought that that was the one for them. That's great. Yeah. Wow, brilliant. So thinking about their kids' future. Yeah, that's exactly. Got sort of kick-started it. Absolutely, yeah. All right, Jay, what have you been up to? Um... Yeah, I think similar, really. I thought it might be quiet after Christmas, but there's no such thing as quiet. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, I guess my moment of the week, I've uh, been involved with a kind of group of environmentalists and we, every month, try and kind of meet up and have a drink and a chat and it's a bit of a kind of self-help group sometimes. Mm-hmm. You, we're the only environmental officer in an organisation, so it's nice having someone you can kind of lean on and give yeah, it get advice and, and, all of that, yeah. and things but we had a we had our monthly meetup and there was about 20 people oh, from oh, all right. different sectors people from is that green drinks is it yeah, yeah. that's green drinks right. which is green drinks is a kind of national mm-hmm. international thing that goes on and someone sets them up so there's there's a guy called duncan who works for marwell zoo who runs the one in hampshire yeah or the one in southampton um, but we've affiliated with um, IEMA, the Institute for Environmental Management and Assessment. So we've got to kind of cross different things. But um, yeah, it was a really good turnout and there was loads of really incredible people. from New people? And- yeah, there was yep. sort of lecturers in different environmental topics. Okay. Um, 
uh, bumped into a guy called Tony Curran who does a really good TED talk about um, veganism and sort of moving away from meat eating mm. and it just happened Thursday was when there was that paper that came out of the Lancet about the diet and mm. he was sort of scratching his head in a cafe and he'd been harassed by media outlets <laughs> all day but um so yeah there was all sorts of brilliant people so that was that was really okay. nice that's quite topical you just mentioned the vegan bit there because it kind of is a bit of a vegan special today uh if you listen to the last podcast you'll know that my challenge for the month was to do veganuary um but you actually i'll talk about that in a bit um but jay you actually got an interview with um dominica from the vegan society yeah it was really really interesting because obviously we, we were keen to um, hear from the the main body for veganism yeah. um, and try and get some tips mm-hmm. um, which you can kind of use for the rest of the month yeah. <laughs> um, and sort of hear how um, the kind of vegan movement's kind of grown and yeah. um, sort of the different things that people get involved in so yeah it's quite interesting. Yeah. Right so shall we go straight into that interview then and then I'll give you a little rundown of how it's been going so far. Brilliant. Can you tell us a bit about the Vegan Society? Yeah, so the Vegan Society is the world's oldest vegan society um, whose co-founder actually coined the term vegan back in 1944. So in all our charity work, we do everything to, to make sure that um, more people um, go vegan and stay vegan as well. Okay, that's great. Um, and how, how did you come to work for them? So I studied journalism um, and I graduated a couple of years ago um, and there was a role for the media and press officer. Uh, so I decided to apply for it and thankfully with my passion combined with my experience and my degree, I managed to um, get into the role. And it's been such a great journey over the past couple of years. Um, it's such a varied role as well. Um, obviously with all the different stories now in the media about yeah, yeah. them, every day is different. So it's, it's really, really exciting. Oh, great. Um so do you do you have to kind of travel around the country, get involved in all sorts of projects and things? Mm, yeah, sometimes. For example, with TV interviews, um, I've had to travel to London or Manchester. Um, and just this week, I am traveling to Worcester to a sheep farm um, later this week <laughs> okay. to um, be interviewed alongside a sheep farmer. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. And it's, it's amazing to be able to talk about veganism and to help um, people change. Um, and, you know, to do that for a living, I think it's just really amazing because I do some um, activism as well in my free time. Okay. So I'm literally... Um, you know, getting paid for what I'm mostly passionate about. So uh, it's really amazing and rewarding um, that I can be doing this job. Oh, that's brilliant. Because um, I'm sure like some of our listeners um, are kind of active in campaigning and things and, and but maybe don't work in the sector they're interested in. So um, mm. what kind of tips would you give them if they if they wanted to kind of move into a sector that they're passionate about? Sure. I think um, the most important thing is to sort of uh, try and um, track down how what, what the route is to get there. Um, so, for example, for me, I knew there were some positions available um, within the media sector in, in the um, vegan community. Uh, so I think maybe speaking to someone who currently holds that role can be quite beneficial as well so that you can ask them for tips and advice about how they got there um, and what sort of experience you need and what sort of um, education you need as well. Uh, so I think there are so many different routes in which people can be taking to get to those roles. Um, so 
maybe there is some other options as well, but it's, it's good to, to sort of interview or sit down for a coffee with someone who currently holds that role and ask them everything that you want to know. Um, so obviously you having the passion is already yeah. such a huge bonus for them. Um, it's just the case of sort of polishing on your experience and, and degree and just showing you are the right person for the role. Yeah, and certainly my, my experience is... is um try and find some networks or some people maybe in your area involved in something and and kind of mm-hmm. get out there and make some connections yeah certainly i think especially for charities as well a lot of our staff initially vol- volunteered for the vegan society yeah so if you want to work for a charity maybe start as a volunteer and with that you can prove to them that you are punctual that you are hardworking um and passionate as well that you um you know that you're good at what you do and then they will keep that in mind um when the position the right position comes up and when they interview you for the job role yeah um, so what, one of the kind of main emphasis of our podcast is to people to kind of think about what um, they what a kind of better future is to them, what their kind of vision is and, and um, sort of challenge themselves to do things um, to make it happen. Um, what, what would you say is your kind of vision for a, for a, a better future? I think we are slowly heading towards a better future with um, so much growth in the vegan movement. So the number of vegans has quadrupled in the past four years alone, which is very promising to see. Yeah, so it's really growing exponentially and more and more people are waking up to this idea that it's actually not necessary and not uh, and you don't need to eat animals to be healthy so you can live a perfectly happy and healthy life on a vegan diet. Um, And I think even if people are not quite there yet, so for example, we have so many vegetarians or flexi as they call themselves even if people are not quite there yet i think they are much more conscious of um who they eat and uh, where their food comes from or what they even see as food so i think perceptions are changing um, and it's, it's becoming so much better um in terms of um, animal rights and the environment and health concerns as well which is all the benefits that the vegan lifestyle holds so i think the future for veganism is very bright um, as more and more people are realizing that this is the case Oh, that's great. Um, we're also quite interested in the kind of personal challenges people have. Um, is there kind of anything kind of either related to veganism or other kind of things that you might do um, where you kind of get something wrong and you know you kind of probably shouldn't? Is, it, um, is there any kind of things you can think of? Um, I know I, I, I quite often kind of commit myself to cycling to work every day and... and end up having mm. to get the train or catching a lift off someone um oh, I see. is there it's sort of it's a sort of something where because n- none of us are perfect so we, we're keen to kind of um kind of be quite real about things um yeah i think one such example could be new year's resolutions so a lot of people like you say they commit to exercise but then they maybe don't carry it out and i find myself doing that over and over again as well so i think it's just a case of working on your strong will um and i know a lot of people say the same about veganism so for example they really want to make the change but they just can't seem to be able um to deal with the cravings for animal products 
So for people like that, I would say just familiarize yourself with all the information about veganism. And there are so many amazing documentaries available as well that will sort of help you stay in that moral conviction um, that killing and using animals is wrong um, because more and more people are realizing that. And I think when you surround yourself with people who are like-minded and um, who will support you on your journey, even if they're not vegan, they can still be supportive. Like my mom was when I first went vegan. You know, she helped me um, buy products um, and look for suitable ones. And she helped me cook as well because I was quite young at the time. Um, So I think when you um, identify people like that in your life um, or even go out of your way to make some vegan friends, I think it becomes so much easier um, to stay with your choice of of your lifestyle. So um, there are certainly ways in which you can um, sort of make sure that you don't fall off the track and uh, just keep going. And I would say for anyone who makes a mistake, for example, accidentally eat an animal product, just keep going. It happens even to, to me who has been vegan for six years. It still happens that we make mistakes and accidentally consume animal products. Yeah, yeah. As sad as it is, I think we have to recognize that it's just part of life because we live in a non-vegan world. Uh, so yeah. we can only try to do our best to avoid animal suffering. So that's what matters. Okay. Um, so you talked about kind of surrounding yourself with people who are are vegan or are supportive of you in that kind of journey um how might people kind of seek out those kind of um groups so actually we are very lucky uh, within the vegan community because because there is a, a vegan group or um, a meetup group in almost every area now oh, brilliant. So for example if you're on facebook if you type in the name of your city and then followed by the word vegan so for example london vegan it will come up with a lot of different groups on facebook where you yeah. can ask questions about local restaurants or about local vegan events um, or maybe you can even organize some meetups or just go to meetups who are already um um, organized and there's also a lot of events uh, vegan festivals and things like that where you can meet like-minded people um, and of course there's also street activism so um, it's a form of peaceful campaigning where um, groups of people who live locally they just gather around together and they um, for example hold a stall in the city center with some information about veganism um, and even if you're not into that type of activism you can always come up to a group like that and maybe join um, the social that's afterwards so um, a lot of us here in Birmingham after we do some activism we tend to go to the local cafe and just yeah. have a bit of a chat and have some nice vegan food yeah. um, because it's, it's important to fight for animal rights but it's also important to um, remain sane if you like yeah, in a yeah. world in which animals are used in every way possible so I think by speaking to other vegans you can really um, sort of stay grounded and, and understand that what you do is really important and just keep doing it oh that's brilliant um also, you, you talked about um, documentaries and films and things. Um, are there any that you would recommend to someone kind of starting the journey? Yeah, so I think Food Inc. is a good one to start with. Um, yeah. That's on Netflix. And that sort of tells you the story about what we see as food, um, sort of travels and like how animals are raised and how they're turned into food and um, what it takes for them to end up on people's plates. Um, so it's really interesting, uh, the journey that they make and um, the marketing behind it as well. So you will see how they sort of try to paint it in a way that makes you think that animals don't suffer or, um, for example, them promoting eggs as coming from happy chickens who actually live in, on factory farms and suffer yeah. every day. So um, it, it's really um, it's really sad to see how um, marketing works in favor of animal agriculture industries. But um, Food Inc. is not graphic. 
basics. So I would recommend it as a good starting point. Okay. And then when you're interested in the environmental benefit of veganism, a really good one is cowspiracy. Um, so that sort of exposes the hypocrisy of um, large environmental organizations such as Greenpeace um, that will not promote veganism but promote being kind to the planet. Um, so there is a lot of uh, sort of interesting things like that in there. And lastly, I would um, recommend What the Health, which is about the health benefits of veganism. So, for example, in, a, in the animal um, agriculture industries, um, there are a lot of sort of growth factors and hormones added to animal products and antibiotics as well, so that yeah. um, the animals don't fall ill. Because obviously when you put them in those horrible conditions, they will get bored and they will fight with each other or they will develop disease because they have so little room to turn around and um, just bad conditions um, so all of that obviously then ends in people's food and this film sort of opens people's eyes to that um, and it's actually a film that made a lot of celebrities vegan yeah, um, yeah. for example Will I, Will I Am and Lewis Hamilton went vegan as a result of What the Health um, so it's really um, life changing that documentary um, I kind of feel like I, we can't talk about vegan films without me making a little plug for a film my sister produced. Um, I don't, have you come across a have you come across a short film called The Herd? No, I haven't actually. Um, it's a I've, I think it's described as a kind of feminine vegan horror film. Um, okay. And it's got a couple sort, wow. of, um, sort of famous actors in it. Um, I'll put a link um, on the web page for the blog, but I'll probably. Um, email that through as well it's mm-hmm. it's it's not for the faint-hearted but it's um it's sort of british produced mm-hmm. film that's won quite a few awards around the world um oh that's so it's, amazing it's that sounds really good i'm a fan of horror films so yeah all oh, right yeah no i'll, I'll send that through because it's I'm, I'm very proud of her she's she's very talented and works in the film industry Aww. um but she's a very passionate really? campaigner as well and she's certainly someone who spared me and my wife on and things with with having oh, a, a vegan lifestyle um We've we have a kind of regular slot called Easy Swap where um, we kind of chat about things we've changed, um, which are a bit more environmentally friendly or more more ethical. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone's thinking about moving towards a, a plant based diet or a vegan lifestyle, are there what are there are a couple of things that you'd suggest they they could swap quite easily. Mm. Yeah, so I think it's actually a really fun shortcut to going vegan. So a lot of people think going vegan means um, giving up everything that you know about food and just, you know, sticking to fruits and vegetables and pulses. But that can't be further from the truth. We are very lucky, actually, to have so many vegan substitutes, the things that we grew up eating and things that we are familiar with. So you don't have to compromise on flavor. Um, You can still have the same foods that you enjoyed as a non-vegan, but obviously without any animal suffering involved. So, for example, with um, cow's milk, it's very easy to substitute with um, plant milk. There are so many different types in every supermarket these days, from soya milk to hazelnut, coconut, oat milk, rice milk. There are so many different types and brands. Yeah. Even if you don't like one brand, just move on to another and try try them until you find one um, that works for you. Um, for example, with yogurt as well, there's um, a very easy swap that you can make. Um, Alpro is the biggest company probably um, who yeah, produces yeah. vegan yogurt. So it's, um, it's really easy just to pick up a vegan yogurt instead. And, and they do lots of great of, flavors, um, don't they? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, so in terms of meat alternatives as well, you can um, go into the refrigerated section or the frozen section of any supermarket. And so many of them now are making um, a lot of 
substitutes, so for example, made of soya or pea protein, or there's also corn, which is made from a type of mushroom. Uh, so there's really loads of options out there. Um, there's even vegan bins in some supermarkets like Sainsbury's. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's really easy to make vegan versions of foods that you're used to eating. Um, and then in terms of eggs, um, for baking, there is a powder substitute um, that behaves in the same way as eggs because eggs are mostly used as a binding product or as something to make the cake fluffy. Uh, so they're not really added for the flavor. Yeah. So you can um, buy things like that with a similar, um, um, who, are, who will give a similar um, effect. So there's also a really nice vegan substitute that's simply a banana or applesauce. So again, that's to make the cake fluffy. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's vegan options for everything these days, and we're very lucky to have such a huge choice. And all those supermarkets are coming out with vegan ranges and vegan lines of things. Um, for example, Max and Spencer only last week released um, 60 different uh, vegan products, who are, which are all ready-made. Uh, so even if you don't have time to cook or you don't like cooking, there is plenty of convenient foods available. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Um... We've got a kind of another regular slot, which has kind of led to this interview, which is called Challenge Me. Um, and mm-hmm. Corin, who's one of our main presenters, um, has taken on the first Challenge Me, which was um, to take on Veganuary. Um, what what kind of message of support or advice would you give Corin um, at the start of that? congratulate her for making this uh, compassionate decision uh, because it's a um, it's a new resolution or a decision that not only benefits her life but also the lives of others um, so it's, it's really amazing to be able to make that choice and lower our impact on other sentient living beings so I would say to take it step by step so I know a lot of people are sort of scared about um, making the decision to become vegan because they think, they think it involves a lot of work so at the beginning you obviously need some time getting used to your new lifestyle choice and that involves picking up products in the supermarket and reading labels um, yeah. but it will become as natural as anything after a couple of weeks in um, as you learn which products are suitable for you and which aren't um, so I would say don't be scared of the initial stages and keep, keep up with it long enough for you to see some health benefits um, and make some swaps so for example don't overhaul your fridge overnight and just make simple swaps from the beginning How can people get in touch with the Vegan Society yeah, so our website is uh, vegansociety.com and they can get in touch with us either via email, um, info yeah. at vegansociety.com or the phone number that is on the website. Uh, and I think for anyone interested in exploring veganism or in becoming vegan, there's a really nice app that we launched last year. So it's called V-Guide and you spell it V-E and then guide, all one word. And that's available for Android and iOS devices yeah. um, and it's free to download. So the way it works is that it's got some interactive videos um, for uh, so over the course of 30 days, this app will slowly ease you into veganism. Oh, so that, like we were saying earlier, sometimes it's, it's better to sort of take it step by step yeah, so yeah. that, um, you know, you, you don't get like an overwhelming reaction from your body and so that you're more, more likely to stick with it as well. Yeah. So this app introduces new vegan concepts um, every day. So it tells you a bit more about veganism and it's also got quizzes and rewards and discounts and recipes as well. So it's, um, it's a really good place to start. So I would encourage everyone interested in veganism to download Vegan. Oh, great. No, I've never heard of that. So I'll definitely have a look at that. Mm. I've not come across that before. <laughs> Brilliant. Jane, nice work. Uh, she sounds so 
uh, like positive and passionate about what she does. And yeah, that yeah. really comes through, doesn't it? Like, yeah, and it's quite, um, it, yeah, quite inspiring. I yeah. guess. What do you think, Sash? Yeah, I think there's some really handy tips in there for people that are thinking about, you know, maybe not going full vegan, but mm-hmm. you know, little, little steps to get there. Yeah, it can seem like a big leap, especially if you're if you're not even eating vegetarian. It can seem like a big leap, but you could start by changing the odd thing here and there. I know you do that yourself already. Yeah, so I mean. I suppose for for me, um, I've uh, yeah. I mean, I, I make accidental accidental vegan curries. Mm-hmm. Um, I use coconut milk and mm-hmm. and I just cook it with veggies. So mm-hmm. it's not like I'm trying to make it vegan. Yeah. It just yeah. happens to be. And I actually think there's probably a lot of people that eat vegan meals without realizing it. Yeah. So if you if you start tapping into that, yeah. maybe it's not you know it's not so um, you know impossible or unrealistic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. There's a surprising amount of stuff that you you eat anyway, whether you have marmite on toast or something, or <laughs> <laughs> it's already vegan. Yeah, or, that's it. Those um, things they're like little wins when it's already vegan. I haven't got to swap it for yeah. something. But you would, but you would be surprised that people um, hear the word vegan and switch off automatically. I mean, I've had friends mm. say, "Oh, I could never, eat, you know, I could never be a vegan," yeah. or or say, "Oh no, I don't like vegan." vegan meals yeah and i'm like if i if i give them my curry yeah. they probably wouldn't even think about yeah, it until you it. said told them afterwards i think that's but a it's great still way. great food you know it's like, what i do with my mum and dad rather than because they can sometimes feel a little bit daunted by it i think and making them a dinner is kind of the best way to do it invite them around make them a lovely dinner yeah and there's an expectation especially if there's like a meat or cheese substitute mm-hmm. that they're going to compare it to what they're used to so yeah. if they're not told in the first place yeah. then i think um you could be nicely surprised yeah. you know i mentioned before we listened to the interview about um tony curran who i bumped into in the week mm-hmm. and his his burger apocalypse ted talk which we put a link to in the text for the thing but it's yeah. it's a really nice talk about the environment and the impact that your diet has mm-hmm. um and just moving through to less impactful meats is mm-hmm. a starting point yeah um so if you know if you care about the environment and you're concerned about your diet on that you know you don't have to necessarily give up meat straight away that's quite a big yeah. shock to your system and a big change to your behavior to kind of mm-hmm. do that in one yeah. big hit so you know, he talks about doing that, eating the seasons. It's really topical. It's like really being highlighted in the news and articles at the moment, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah. And that, you know, that Lancet report mm-hmm. where it was saying, you know, you can have a burger, but maybe mm-hmm. just one a month or, yeah. you know, a, a sausage a week or something. It was, yeah. it, but it was taken quite differently by different outlets. I'm, but I've, I've heard recently as well, um, because of this shift in, um, the care for, care for the environment um, and people eating less beef the um demand for chicken has gone through the roof right which if you yeah if you think about it yeah. of course that's going to happen but um but yeah i suppose we need to take steps um it is steps isn't it you know to yeah, yeah. get away from the more um you know more harmful um meat mm-hmm. yeah no i mean i was similar me and me and that were veggie for well over a decade and i always said oh no i couldn't go vegan it's too extreme Mm -hmm. couldn't imagine kind of taking that step and then sort of realized from trying veganuary a few years ago that it wasn't really that different and most of the stuff we did was vegan anyway Mm -hmm. and actually some of the veggie stuff is pretty rubbish um and then you try some of the vegan versions of it like the vegan hot dogs Mm -hmm. 
are incredible. Oh, really? Yeah, they're like soya-based smoked hot dog things. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're so much better than any vegetarian sausage you come across. <laughs> so I was kind of almost a bit annoyed that we hadn't just, <laughs> just ditched hadn't a load of the vegetarian it. stuff because it's, you know, corn's like the McDonald's of the of the alternative meat world and then yeah. when you dip into it they do some nice things obviously but <laughs> yeah <laughs> just case corns yeah it? <laughs> um but you, you know you can you try some other stuff and you're like wow actually mm. like there's some really good stuff out there and so. just more and more options coming available aren't they oh there's the, always something everywhere. new popping up on the shop and i'm like ooh. i find so with the vegan vegan um, products there's this balance or trade-off because i want to reduce my my meat and and I, I call myself a part-time vegetarian or, you know... Flexitarian. Well, I don't... I used to, yeah. but, you know, it, the general... How I live my life is it seems to be every four to six weeks, I call it falling off the wagon. Mm-hmm. Um, or um, I also call it a moment um, of, you know, I'll be out for dinner and I'll pick um, something mm-hmm. with meat. Um, but with within the supermarkets, when I'm looking for vegan options... Um, a lot of it's wrapped in plastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So where where some of the veggie stuff, you know, Linda McCartney is in um, cardboard. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know you're sort of juggling, and mm-hmm. I'm sure that happens a lot. Yeah. When people yeah. are juggling environmental issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a uh, it's a tricky one sometimes. Right. It's, so who wants to hear about how my journey's gone so far then? <laughs> yeah. Go for Just it. Just dying to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Go on, tell well, us. I've been loving it. Uh, one of the best things and I highly recommend it if you do want to sort of add some new meals in. Uh, Jay and Natalie bought me the Bosch book and I've been doing a meal from that. Uh, once a week and so far they've just been smashing they and been they're really gonna good. be staples i'm making you one tonight actually aren't i I'm making vegan bosch um the curry can't wait <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah uh so there's been that so january the first i messed yes. up yes yeah, let's talk about the mess up first oh, so and um, i do allude to that in the interview and <laughs> yeah Prior to you doing Veganuary, I think my words were, don't beat yourself up. Yeah. And then I saw you on January the 1st. And, and beat me up almost, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I made the mistake of forgetting that we were going to my mother-in-law's for a New Year's Day dinner. And I hadn't informed her of my diet changes, basically. And mother-in-law's are very scary, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So I thought... That's quite harsh to throw that in last minute. Um, I will start on the second, basically. So that's what I did. But I did just eat mostly vegetarian. No, completely vegetarian because I am a vegetarian. But yeah, most of it was there's a lot of salad and other bits and bobs out. So So you managed 14 hours vegan? (laughs) (laughs) But from the second, uh, as maybe, maybe the odd glass of wine. um, But I have been trying really hard to find vegan wines that's something that has been a bit of a challenge actually yeah um because they don't list it for a start and a lot of them just aren't well some of them aren't even vegetarian yeah so yeah i mean that's just maybe me one of my issues there that wouldn't affect maybe a lot of other people but um, um but certainly so things like barnivore yeah i've checked out barnivore i think the app the the website sorry could but be simpler. You know, you could type in maybe just Sauvignon Blanc or Chenin Blanc or whatever your your wine is and it could come up with a, a list. But just typing that in isn't enough. You have to have more of the title of the wine. So. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking about making my own app. 
yeah. <laughs> but it, but not having the labelling is a pain, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, so. that's it. Because it, it's easy peasy. If you can have a look and you can see the big vegan sign or just written somewhere, that makes shopping a lot easier. But I was in Waitrose uh, yesterday and I don't usually shop there. I just happen to be near it. And... Um, I was wandering around there and I'm looking, I'm having to look on their website where they've got it more, it's clearly listed out, Mm. but the product in the shop doesn't list it. But I think a lot of people that are probably trying veganery Mm -hmm. or, you know, just trying to be, you know, more, more vegan. um, I think they'd be shocked to know that um, wine and cider and beer. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. especially beer. Yeah. Yeah. So, you see, like... I mean, I don't generally drink, drink beer, mm-hmm. but I just, you'll be surprised at how, you know, how much, um, yeah, actually, animal products, a- animal products are used in our everyday um, yeah. food and drink. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't think it's widely known. No. People don't think, don't associate picking up a bottle of wine and thinking, oh, there's an animal that's been used to egg, make this. Fish. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. crazy. Um, so it's, it's almost like you're having to re-educate yourself about what is in our food and drink. Yeah. 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 But I think at the beginning it's difficult because mm-hmm. it's all new. Yeah. Um, but you end up with almost like an encyclopedia of what you can have yeah. and you get really used to that. So In general, I've shopping's bit. I'll be honest with you, to be, when I've been doing my main shops, even before January started, I try to keep it mainly vegan anyway. I wasn't strict. I did eat cheese and I didn't you know if I felt like it. Blah, blah, blah. So it was already a bit on my mind. I can imagine for someone who's just like Brandy. never even thought about it that it would be much more challenging. And what kind of meals do I make? I already had a good 10 meals that I was making at home that were vegan anyway. It's, yeah. But it's been nice to have the Bosch book to do some different things yeah, and yeah. know how good dinner can be. You know, sometimes you just make your old staples that are just, you know, like the dark that I make all the time which is very lovely but are the recipes quite simple in this book yeah and that and that's the thing is sometimes uh, spices spices mm. come into things a lot when you're vegan because yeah, yeah. you want to add a lot of flavor to start but once you've built up that rank of spices it's not like you have to go out and buy them all again you just every now and again you're replacing one or two you know once you've used it all and uh, I, over in the summer I'm hoping to grow some herbs and bits and bobs yeah. in my little garden but nice. um, I've never had much success with herbs to be honest but I'm going to try and yeah. Pop okay. them in a different area. So we'll put a link to the book um, if people yeah, want to check I, out I some would. of the recipes. I definitely yeah, would. It's been great, yeah. yeah. I think Nat bought it for four or five people <laughs> yeah. for Christmas because oh, yeah. it's a really good book. Yeah. And then was hoping she'd get it from someone else. So I then had to buy it for her as a lady. We've been doing a little thing where we've been taking pictures of the food once we've made it and sending it and sort of giving a review on what we thought it was like as well to oh, each other. Nice. So that's yeah, it's nice. quite... It's a good good way of doing it yeah and um so for somebody that you know maybe just trying vegan for the first time you know with your experience your experiences Mm -hmm. would you suggest that people go into it phased and not just go right this this is what i'm 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 now from this day completely some people will just do it and it'll be fine but I know Jay you were vegetarian for a long time i've was vegetarian for two years before giving this a go i think that makes it quite a bit easier so Um, you're building up to it yeah and like i said even for the last six months or so before that i was even looking at pesto and and lots of other things i'm like is there an option in this shop that i can buy that hasn't got it in it Mm -hmm. and i've been tasting those and anything that's been a win i've been keeping so yeah yeah, things like that even if you just change one of your things once a week in your shop yeah that you know that's a yeah i mean phasing makes a big difference um 
Makes it more achievable, doesn't it? Yeah. And we, I mean, we tried loads of vegan cheeses on New Year's Eve before we did Veganuary. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't stand any of them. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, God, these are horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then six months later, we bought one of the cheeses that I really didn't like. And I loved it. And I was like, oh, Nat, why didn't we try this cheese before? <laughs> and she was it. like, you know, you had that on New Year's Eve and you hated it. And I, th- I just think your taste buds change. You kind yeah. of get used to what you're eating. And yeah. Yeah, it was much nicer. So. I really like the Violife cheese, <laughs> both me and Steve. So I bought a pack of that and it was gone in two days because of it. <laughs> You're just picking into it. Picking and just eating a slice of it. So it's that like, you know, it's not bad to eat just a slice of it plain, not even in anything. It's yeah. got to be pretty good, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, how have you found the cost? Is, do you think you're spending more on food or? No, I think I think it's generally about the same. I think... I, I really wouldn't say I, I think you could do it really cheap if you, yeah. especially if you're making a lot of your food from scratch and you know you're trying to avoid plastic and things like that I have and still do buy like the replacement products like a, a, a type of uh, soya steak and those type of things so they can be a bit more expensive um, but I like them as a little bit of a treat treat yeah. Um, yeah but generally the meals I make are pretty pretty cheap you know fresh vegetables always trying to find them not in their plastic as well so yeah yeah, I yeah I find and that Bosch book. Mm-hmm. I think something that I've noticed that's really good with it is mm-hmm. it it hasn't got loads of alternative products no, in it. It's, no, it's it's all raw ingredients, yeah. so um, it's definitely a lot cheaper to yeah. make meals that way yeah, rather than yeah, buying kind of fake sausages and things. Yeah, a lot cheaper and good for your health as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so, so much processed foods in the supermarkets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I used to be, you know you know buy a sauce and a jar because i thought i couldn't i couldn't like put spices together i wasn't a good cook and actually you know for me i'm trying to avoid plastic that's my primary goal Mm -hmm. but actually you're you know you won't be using um palm oil mm-hmm. um you are healthier so you're yeah. not using you know cause, because of the processed mm-hmm. element of it so it's like you know you may be doing it for one reason but actually it yeah. encompasses quite a few um just by buying um, yeah, raw yeah. food yeah. and you know spices i feel really great in myself i don't feel tired i know a lot of people when they they sort of worry that you don't get everything that you need yeah. my skin is just the same as it was okay. and nothing nothing has changed um I've always felt fairly healthy anyway. I, I get outside a lot. I walk a lot, you know. So yeah. I, do, I feel fine. I, I did uh, buy the Veg One vitamins that, so from the, the Vegan, vegan Society. society ones, yeah. yeah. Um, just as a little top up, really. I think I try to get everything I need from my food, but that's just there as a backup, you know. And yeah. they're quite tasty. You just chew them up. They're blackcurrant oh, okay. or orange. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so then you're so you're you're looking forward to continuing. Yeah, the next I'll be I'll weeks. be fairly honest. I don't think it's going to be something that stops at the end of this month. Okay, I think that um, just maybe maybe there'll be the odd time when I just want a glass of wine, <laughs> you know, yeah. that kind of thing. But no, I'm feeling quite confident that it's generally something that will probably stick. Especially with me, I can't talk for Steve, but um, he eats what I yeah. eat, really. <laughs> so, I also yeah. think as well, like it's not being so strict. I mean, if you said to people, "I'm mostly vegan," mm-hmm. 
I just, I, I, I do struggle with, I mean, I made, made a joke about flexitarian earlier. That's yeah. what I used to call myself. And, you know, how much um, stick you get for calling yourself something. Mm-hmm. And I just think everybody just needs to appreciate that people are on a bit of a, sp- a spectrum with mm. with, yeah. with, with yeah. it. And um, we're all, if, 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 if we're looking at reducing our impact, yeah. then that's, that's the key. Yeah, that's all that's important. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. I didn't have to buy, there's certain things I, I didn't have to buy or haven't bought so far, um, such as products for the bathroom or makeup and things yeah. like that. Um, with the bathroom stuff, I've already made that switch anyway. So, you know, I'm already buying all the bars of soap that are vegan and things like that. But household products i think sometimes you've got to check them out a bit don't you yeah um i haven't had to replace any of those at the time so yeah that's something another challenge when it comes around to it that i will have to look into and that will be new for me because i don't know and but i'll take it as it comes yeah yeah cool easy swaps swapping made easy okay so easy swaps yeah What's yours then, Jay? Um, well, we've talked quite a bit about a plant-based diet, mm-hmm. um, certainly that part of a vegan lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, so, And you've touched a bit upon changing some of your cleaning products and things. Yeah. But I think something that was an interesting swap for me was around um, clothing. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's quite difficult. I, I kind of moan about it being difficult to find men's ethical clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's clothing is a whole other issue and yeah. fashion and things i think we'll touch upon that in a future episode but yeah. certainly shoes is something that there are options mm-hmm. um i've had a sort of nice smart pair of dr martins that i got given for an anniversary present because nice. there's a very unvegan anniversary year of leather <laughs> <laughs> um which are you know will last for a long time mm-hmm. but um i also um now have some vegan dr martins nice, which yeah. are quite smart yeah look quite good and i've had them for best part of three years and they're you know, really comfy I've they feel like they're the gonna vegan last dr. Martins ever. and i can i can vouch for them love them yeah but they're they're not cheap no. you know i mean they're, they're an investment but, but they really they're do a long last, time yeah. um but i understand that marks and spencers have just come out with a vegan shoe range and they do all sorts of different boots and things nice. so that's what Marks and Spencers. Yeah, I think it was literally this week. So okay. um, you know, there's some options there. Mm-hmm. So it's starting to get a bit more traction. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's interesting that we've got a big retailer that's coming out with a, a vegan vegan line. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, I, I must admit, I've I've got some uh, non-vegan uh, boots at the moment, which I've bought recently. Um, I where where I try to avoid plastic. But then it's, the problem is single-use plastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sometimes you can get caught, sort of caught up in just removing a lot of plastic from yeah, your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's usually, um, if it's synthetic and vegan, then it's very expensive. Mm. Uh, more expensive than the boots I've bought, which are like, high quality. Um, but so it's great that they're coming out with mm. something yeah. that's competitive. That's what we need. We and need people, the big retailers oh, making yeah, that change. Yeah, absolutely. And just to give people um, the option mm. and um, maybe a bit of a gentle reminder as well that um their their shoes are actually made of um animals yeah i do i honestly think people forget you know people forget that our you know the clothing that we wear comes from plants and trees you know people don't associate with that and i think it's the same thing with um with uh with plastic or plastic (laughs) yeah Yeah, i don't think we think about what what materials are um our general clothing is made of but even i mean when i was a kid i had an allergy to leather and i couldn't wear i couldn't wear 
proper leather shoes. So I always had these awful... I'm surprised I wasn't heavily bullied as a child. <laughs> I had these sort of awful plastic-based shoes because I, I used to get rashes on my feet. Mm. Um, so it's I was obviously born to be vegan without really knowing. But, <laughs> yeah. but you just couldn't get decent stuff. Yeah. So, um, you know, my I love my doc, Dr. Martins. They're really smart. They're not like proper boots. They're mm. like shoes. Um, but having sort of lower cost more accessible versions of things is great yeah I, I know nat was looking at with a friend for some vegan boots and it was like 180 quid or something mm-hmm. what she was looking at and apparently when she looked today the the marks and spencer's version was like 40 quid for yeah, the same thing so. so much more achievable or like a, you know yeah available to everyone mm. okay cool so have you got an easy swap for us then sash yeah i mean i'm gonna go for the down the food route mm-hmm. but i've got two um which i've i suppose there's some swaps where you'll make and you'll think the meat version or the dairy version is better but these two i i don't look back so for me what the first one's linda mccartney sausages yeah you know yeah they are really nice and also it's just it's it's a nice piece of food Mm -hmm. it's not oh let's compare it to a sausage yeah because i just think that's the wrong thing to do Mm -hmm. um but for me yeah that's easy easy swap um, the other one is, um, what would you call it? Um, soy based, like yogurt. Like Alpro. Yeah, like yeah. Alpro, yeah. yeah. So, you know, just swapping out um, my yogurt for that. Yeah. Um, again, for me now, it's just that's the taste of yogurt. Yeah. I don't think, you know, I don't miss it or yeah. think, oh, that was better. Um, yeah, so they're, they're mm-hmm. my two. I'm going for food as well. It's kind of yogurty based, but it, I'm going to end on a little puddingy delight so sometimes i used to like chocolate galaxy whatever and sometimes just really fancy something sweet and this completely does the trick for me uh, it's coconut collaborative and it's their little chocolate pots and they are tiny and you think what well, that's not going to do it but it's just so intense and it's like it's just so creamy and delicious okay well, it's the perfect way to end dinner um, yeah, I have to try. I have to try it sometime. So he's sort of gunning for some sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> Feel free to send me some because I'm talking about them all the time. <laughs> Brilliant! I've definitely try that. Out. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're moving on to the sixty seconds news with Jay. Um, I'm going to time him again. Uh, I found a hilarious uh, buzzer on my phone we've got so listen out for the duck jay (laughs) okay so time starts now okay so straight after we released our podcast there was quite a lot of news around transport so um a new rail card's been sort of announced for 26 to 30 year olds um at the same day that the prices went up really high for everyone with their their tickets so swings and roundabouts on public transport um, there was a few things around waste, so there was um, some fines being increased to try and stop people fly tipping, um, and a champion for food waste was announced. Um, so we'll see where we go with that. On the 14th of January, the clean air strategy came out, which we've been consulted on for a while. Um, it covers all sorts of different areas of dealing with um, localised pollution, um, particularly around stoves and wood burners and things that people have in their homes so there's been quite a lot in the media lots of things that people can do and some proposals around banning oh I've run so, out of time. <laughs> <Time's up>. <laughs> <laughs> i actually wanted to ask you about the champion the waste champion bit i didn't 
what, what can you elaborate on that one a bit? Um, yeah, so there's a guy called Ben Elliott mm-hmm. who is um, uh, how do I describe this? He is some entrepreneur around food okay. who's got connections with the royal family. Okay. Um, who somehow has the expertise and knowledge to be the country's food waste champion. Okay. Um, so he's been appointed by Michael Gove to do that. Okay. Um, it's a big challenge. There's a lot of food. I mean, we talked a bit in the first podcast about the amount of food waste that's kind of thrown away mm-hmm. and isn't mm-hmm. dealt with in England. So he's got a big challenge on his hands to try and work with people and businesses okay. to get them to reduce what they throw away and the, and the amount of food that they, they produce as waste. Okay, so. awesome. Great. That's the news. Go on then. Challenge me! So, I've done my challenge this month. Um, well, you've, you've still got well, 11 days yeah, to still, go. <laughs> I do still have 11 days. There's no getting feeling, out of the other 11 days. feeling positive about it, so it doesn't feel like so much of a challenge anymore, which is, which is ideal, right? Yeah. But, Sasha, here comes your challenge. It's your turn. Excellent. Are you ready for this? Absolutely. So, we want you to do 14 days plastic-free. Excellent. Like, like, <laughs> Put my money where my mouth is. Yeah. Like, completely, completely yeah. plastic-free. <laughs> Not completely plastic-free. Yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the challenge. Like, what? you can't even use credit cards. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> Actually, oh, saying no. that, you, if you have a um, Tridos bank, they don't have plastic credit cards, oh. so there is an option for that. There we go. There we go. Okay, so. But what 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 um, our our aim is to hear back how you got on with it, how oh, how hard you found it. And, yeah, to be honest, I mean, I've been doing this for um, a full time job for I think four or five months, um, but I haven't openly gone plastic free mm-hmm. like some of my colleagues have. So mm-hmm. it should be interesting. I think it'll be nice. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to have to be a lot more organised because I don't. Um, I live in London, and uh, yeah. my my local shops uh, are quite bad with plastic. Um, so I have to go to big, like bigger supermarkets. Well, we, we won't make it start today. You've got a few days. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah, I'll start Monday. Yeah. Um, but also, I've I've just had a plastic-free shop open up um, walking distance from my from my house, so that okay. will give me uh, a push to go and have a look and see what it's all about. Yeah. Great. Yeah, and um, we've we've already done an interview with someone who's done about fifteen months of a kind of plastic free mm-hmm. lifestyle. Um, so, that'll yeah. be in the next podcast. Yeah, so, so it'll be okay, a good cool. one we can to kind of hear back from you and and hear how that goes with Dawn as well. Yeah, yeah definitely. Cool. Right. So that's the end of uh, the second podcast, guys. So that's another one done. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Um, yeah. Thank you. As ever, you can catch up with um, what we're doing on Instagram. We've, we've started to more regularly post on that. Yeah. Um, and we've got a Facebook page and a website where you can kind of hear more yeah. um, about what we're doing and, and maybe get in contact and suggest your challenges and, and, um, or some topics that we might cover. Yeah, so, something or, you want to hear about. Yeah, and if, and if you've got a story to, t- to tell us or you've got your kind of vision for what the better future might be, then get in contact and we'd be really interested in maybe interviewing.